What's going on, guys? Welcome here to the Survivor Analyst Podcast, and we're back, baby. It's been one week off of the podcast. Survivor Michigan took a break. It was good to kind of chill for a little bit. It was almost like our own spring break, kind of like what the contestants had in this episode. But we are back, and we are ready to recap Episode 7 of Survivor Michigan. And here with me, as always, to recap everything about Survivor Michigan, it's Dustin King. So, everybody, um, want to give a big shout-out to Dale and his accurate portrayal of... Um, of Billy Ray Cyrus uh, in the episode. <laughs> That's uh, Dale's a lot more Southern than I thought he would be, considering he lives up in Michigan. Yeah. Anyways. What, what's his uh, hometown? I have no idea. Does it say? His hometown is Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He must have family down in the South or something. Yeah. Because he, he does, does it too good. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this episode. And, and where we left off was it was after the Tribal Council, uh, Toki, was it? Yeah, it was the new Toki Doki, right? That went to uh, Tribal Council. Eliza! <sighs> yes, and it was the big move was made against Eliza by Jackson and Dale. And we see. And Katie, don't forget Katie. Yeah, Katie. Listen, uh, Katie won immunity this episode. Do not disrespect Katie like that. <laughs> well, she I stood mean, there for three plus hours holding that thing that probably should have been a little less slack in it, but whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But so, we're not going to talk about that. She won. <laughs> Jack and and Jack was shocked. He was like, oh, crap. Here we go. Um, one of my closest allies I was working with over there, you know, and then he started wondering, was, was Matthew in on it? What's going on? And, um, we see Matthew, he was upset about it too. Uh, old Jill and old, uh, Dale and Jackson, though, they were hyped up. Jackson, he was eating it up. He was like, oh, I love, uh, crushing people's dreams. And he was high on the blind side. <laughs> That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Uh, and I feel like uh, that sh- maybe that showed a little bit too much because by the end of this episode, it seemed like everybody was like, mm, maybe, maybe Jackson needs to go now. So I feel like he, uh, maybe he let it show through that he's a little bit too bloodthirsty. <laughs> he was like, uh, you know what? I-, I learned some things about myself. He said, I, I learned that, you know, uh, I didn't even know I like crushing people's dreams. That's but. not a good trait, Jackson. <laughs> That's not a good thing. Like, now that you've learned that about yourself, go see a therapist and work through it so that you don't make that into a habit. He's always seen Shannon. She was upset. And I thought it was funny, like, in her confessional where she was, like, censoring herself. <laughs> yeah. She was like, those holes. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Like, I didn't, it didn't even register in my mind. Okay. So I heard her say, like, just called them holes. And I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, I heard holes. herself censoring her, like, saying the F word. But it didn't even cross my mind that she was not saying ass. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes it so much worse now that I know. Uh, those holes. Those dirty holes. Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cat. What, what kind of hole? Yeah. What kind of hole is it? And Cat, she was saying how oh, it seems like everybody that really wanted to be in this game and really wanted to participate and was so invested into it is going home. Like Adam and and Eliza and, and and being all these people that wanted to really play, they're all gone. And here I am. I don't even care about playing this game, and I'm just cruising along. Which is probably why you're still in the game, because people know you don't really care about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she won't win. Um, unless, like, unless this is just, like, the deepest of deep fakes, and she's got everybody fooled, and she's just gonna, like, turn it on in the next couple episodes. Uh, unless, the only way I could see her winning is if whoever she's sitting next to in the final, finals, everybody just hates that's the only way I think she wins. So it's kind of it's kind of disappointing, um, honestly, for that kind of player just to be around. Like, just leave. I mean, but it is what it is, I guess. You can't make people care. You can't necessarily force people off the show. Yeah, and and so up next we see Jackson and Cat, and they have uh, a confessional. And then I don't know what in the world was wrong with Kat's laptop, but it was super hazy. Even Jackson was driving in on her like, oh, yeah. the you know They were talking about how the, the fans were clamoring for them. And it was like, well, they're not clamoring for this because your laptop's so crappy. And I look so washed up on the, <laughs> washed out on the screen. No, they won't use this on the show. <laughs> Proceeds to use it. <laughs> the editor's like, I bet. And Kat said, oh, and then Jackson was saying something about how, is it, oh, well, I'm going to be on All Stars. And then Kat's just like, I'm going to host. <laughs> Cooper, she's coming for your job, man. Uh, she would suck as host. She would just <laughs> drop the F, uh, F word like every three minutes. It's <laughs> like, why am I even doing this? I don't even care. Anyways, guys, just hurry up and finish the challenge. I want to go home. <laughs> I'm tired of being here. Yeah. Why are you still here? Listen. It's been two hours already. It's just a stupid game. Please leave. Just give up already. I want to go. <laughs> and so then we see um, it's spring break, baby, and everybody's partying. They're on their vacations. Uh, Jack, you know, even though he's on spring break, he's like, you know what? I'm not thinking about Survivor. But he's like, yeah, no, I'm thinking about Survivor. And uh, Nate and Kat. They're definitely not thinking about Survivor. Cat's definitely not. <laughs> uh, I'm down in Florida. I ain't give a two craps about this show right now. Yeah. But yeah. She doesn't anyways. And there was that one that uh, Nate was saying, like, well, why are you even filming this? Like, this is even useless. I'm not even talking about Survivor. Like, they're not even going to use this. And then it was, like, in the... <laughs> and <laughs> don't, don't tell the editors what they will or won't use. So, and then we see Ivy. She's in Louisiana. She's in Mardi Gras. She got all the beads on. She's even got the wig. Did, what did she steal? Uh, Dale's else, wig. I saw somebody else say that. I was like, it looks just the same thing. She does uh, stole Swag Daddy's uh, <laughs> wig. Uh, uh, she was like, Hey Dale, I'm going to Mardi Gras in a few weeks. I need that wig. Uh huh. Dale was like, I got you, bet. <laughs> He's like, I got something just for you. <laughs> plus, plus, I've been uh, I've been dying to introduce this other character. Oh so. uh, yeah, well, that's, that's probably why he introduced it is because she took his wig, yeah. so he couldn't do Swag Daddy anymore. 
Well, how many different people are we going to see Dell turn into? He's got Swag Daddy. He's got Danger Dell. Who's next? <laughs> um, hold on. Hold on. I think I would really, really like... Oh, I got one. Double O Dell. He's like a super spy agent. <laughs> I hate you so much. I hate you. Listen, he needs to do it, though. He needs to. Alright, super suave, shave his beard, get rid of all the stubble, like he was doing back at the beginning of the season. Um, Get a suit, wear his tuxedo from his wedding or something. Uh, Yeah, Dale had a good one, though, when he was on the beach, and he's like, oh, I found this coconut here, and it's got some kind of weird marking. i got to chop it up so I can see if there's an idol or something hidden in it. And then he couldn't even open it up, and he's like, "Well, I'm well he was—he was beating it with the surround <laughs> stick. <laughs> did, did you really think he, he was going to open it? Did you think he had a chance? He might, he might would. I don't know if it was hard enough <laughs> stick. He might get a busted open. I didn't really notice at first it was a stick. I think at first I thought it was like he had to be. I was like. Just in my mind, automatically, it's like it has to be like a machete or something. But yeah, he's not stupid enough to just be going at this with a stick, is he? <laughs> Don't underestimate Danger Dale. All right, so now it's you know Dale and Jackson. It's their apology tour. They have to go back through. They have to. It's their damage control here. How the you know because uh, they made that big move. And we know the rest of the Tokidoki people are going to be like, what the heck happened? Like, what? Like, I thought we were Tokidoki strong here and you got rid of Aliza. What's going on? It really didn't seem like, I mean, Shannon talked about it like she was upset, but she was the only one. I, I'm not sure that they needed to do much damage control except with maybe Matthew. But even then... Yeah, I think the main people, because Shannon seemed a little bit upset about it. And then, you know, like, Matthew, obviously. You know, like, Kat doesn't care. Ivy was like, well, as long as I got Nate, I'm okay. Shannon, eh. I, eh. Don't. I'm not going to talk about her too much, because I already said I wasn't going to. Um, I mean, you already got uh, Jackson and Dale, so... I don't know. I don't, I don't think the fallout was as bad as what people were thinking it was going to be. Yeah, so we see Dale, you know, he confesses to Shannon. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I had, I made that move. He talks to Ivy. And what, here's what I thought was really crazy, is that he says Matthew confesses to him that he had been talking with Jack and working with Aliza. And, and, and the way Dale says, talks about it is that he confronts Matthew and he says, well, I've heard from all these people that you've been talking. You just need to con- like confess right now. And then uh, Matthew was basically like, well, crap. Like he knows I might as well just say, hey, yep, um, I've been working with Aliza. We're a tight pair and we've been working over there with Jack. And he just kind of confesses to do damage control. What do you think about that? I mean, ain't no reason to trying to stick with a lie when you already caught yeah i feel like at by that point <laughs> he had no choice but to be like yeah you got me because i mean they all knew they all knew beforehand so mm-hmm. yeah they're i mean what are, what are you going to do in that situation just call everybody else a liar yeah that you, just makes yourself look bad yeah um i think that at that point you double down on 
you know, saying things like, well, we weren't, we weren't planning on getting rid of you or anybody like that. Like, at least try and make Dale feel safe or yeah. Jackson feel safe. Like, listen, sure, I was working with them. Not going to lie about that, but you were never in our crosshairs, at least not immediately. I think you could also be like, well, what did you think? We're the three returnees. We got huge targets coming in this game. Like, I don't think it's too shocking that we would work together, you know? So I, I think you could work that, and you could say, well, yeah, we weren't even gunning for you. So, yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, just you do what you got to do. I mean, what? Yeah, I, I mean, it would have been funny if Matthew was just like, no. No, I did not. I was not working with them. <laughs> Whoever you were talking to is lying. Dale, how could you just not come to me about this? Why are you being so confrontational? That would have been funny. I think that would have been interesting to see. Yeah, and uh, Shannon has a confessional where she's like, I don't, I can't remember exactly what she was saying, but she said dupa, which is like ass in Polish. Yep. Which is, I was like, well, you're learning all kinds of toki-doki. That means... You don't remember? I can't remember. You can't remember? I can't. Oh. Do you remember? Josh, you can't remember what toki-doki means Sometimes. It means sometimes. <laughs> I do. I, I couldn't think of it in the moment, but I had to give me a second. <laughs> So, we're learning all these different languages here. It's kind of educational. It's not just strategy here. Um, so. I've, I've, I'm not going to say anything about Shannon. <laughs> so, you can you can handle all that. And so, uh, Jackson talks to Shannon, and he, he explains the vote. Like, you know, it wasn't against you. It wasn't against Toki Doki. This was just for me. I needed to make this move to get rid of somebody who I felt was a threat to me. And I thought that was an interesting way of explaining the situation. I feel and uh, when Dale's talking with Shannon, he's like, "Man, I just, I felt so bad about it. I hate that I blindsided you." And he's really playing off of emotions. Like he really felt sorry that he had to make the move, and then. Jackson's over here saying like, "Oh, I, I just I made the move because uh, she was a threat to me, and I, I needed to make a big move." Yeah, I mean, if that's the angle you're you're gonna go, you need to uh, make sure you you include Shannon. Um, it's not just a big threat to you; she was a big threat to everybody. That kind of thing. So he could have worded that a lot better than what he did. Yeah, um, I felt yeah. If I felt the best way to do it is like, you know, hey, I, we were learning all these different things that they were working together, and that's a huge threat for us, us, not just me. I felt like he was focused more on me, and if he was sitting there telling that to me, I was like, oh, he's looking out for himself. That's somebody I need to watch out for. Yeah, but if they I were like, I did this for us because they were a huge threat and they might have been gunning and flipping the whole game against us and the Toki Doki crew. So uh, that's how I felt. And I felt uh, Dale's way of going, how he's like, oh, just, it tore me apart to do it, but I had to. And Shannon, she felt sorry for him. She's like, oh, it's okay. And, you know, I felt like his way really was more effective than Jackson's. Yeah, I personally, I don't think um, 
either of them would have worked too well for me. I think I would have needed the alternative to Jackson's that we suggested. Um, like, make it make sense to me. Why is it beneficial for me? Um, but, uh, I feel like if you truly believe that Dale felt bad about it, um, either one, like what we're not seeing off camera and the relationship that he's building are just, he's just phenomenal at it. And like, they really, really think he's super sentimental kind of person or something like that. Um, then, you know, kudos to him, but I really don't feel like he's selling it that well. Um, so I think if Dale comes to me and he's pitching that kind of story to me, I'm like, you're just full of shit. You're, you're not, you don't really feel bad. You're just trying to make me feel, you know, feel a certain type of way, you know, play on my emotions. So I don't, I think, I guess, yeah, all that to say, I would have preferred the more logical, make it make sense to me why it was better for us. Yeah, I feel like, and this then, is why I think then Dale's... You, then you feel bad about it, because if you really felt bad about it, you wouldn't have done it, right? Yeah, this, this is why I think Dale's... Because I feel like, yeah, to Shannon, I feel like Shannon is an emotional person, and that's why... Because let's get this straight dale didn't care he could give her he didn't feel sorry he didn't feel like oh i'm so i had to vote out he don't he didn't feel bad at all about that he was happy about it afterwards he knew that if he could play that up to shannon shannon would eat it up and she did and i feel like dale's the type of person that can he he sees what people uh, values most and and if he had to do some damage control to you i feel like he'd be like okay the emotional thing that's not going to work with him mm-hmm. the more logical reasonable approach is what i have to do with dustin and so i feel like he would adjust his right. strategy to whoever he was trying to talk to right right and i you know it worked for dale i'm not like saying that you know obviously if it worked then good for you you know do it Oh, I'm saying I was more so making a critique on Shannon believing him than um, Dale not. I was and also pointing out which would have worked better for me. So and at this point, I feel like everybody needs to switch from just using and thinking with their emotions to a bit more logical, uh, strategic thinking. So <laughs> uh, just the idea, but. Sometimes the emotional side works. And then, Gets you far. Yeah. Now we see a confessional where Jackson, he starts realizing, now that I made this move and everything, I think I'm going to become a huge target now. People are going to start looking at me. And uh, Yeah, and somehow Dale walked away from this without as big of a target. Yeah. His back. I, it's just crazy. Dale for win. Dale better win. (laughs) He's probably just getting a winner's edit, and he's going to get voted out like Final Five, and I'm going to be real sad. Yeah, and Jackson, this is where I was just like face palm. Like, yeah, this was way over the top. He was like, I know I'm a huge threat, but as soon as we get into the individual games, like I'm just going to win them all. Tell him to suck my dick and just win challenges and wear that necklace. I was like, oh my, uh, that's a bit too far, buddy. Just a wee bit. <laughs> just a wee bit. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't tell. Like, how much of it do you think he's just playing up? 
Nah, I, I think he's. I think he knows what he's doing. What do you like? So you don't think uh, he truly believes everything that's coming out of his mouth? No, I don't think he truly believes that. Like, you know, he's the greatest. Well, the best, if that's the case, then why is he talking to Megan the way that he is? Like, why is he just flushing that relationship down the drain if he truly thinks that he's going to just be able to, you know, if he doesn't truly believe that he's going to win all the challenges? I feel like that's just his personality. Of, like, and to him, him, like, him being super cocky is, like, suit like funny because uh, in his mind he's like well i'm you know i know i'm not like the greatest thing but if i hype it up matt like i am then it'll be yeah like, but funny. now it's starting to work against him yeah it is um and that's the thing is that i think people is wearing thin with people and you could see that with megan which is the biggest shocker like oh wait she's starting to you know go or go against De- uh, jackson now yeah. And there's several uh, which other I people. Which I hope so. I hope so. I want... Uh, Megan has started to take... Uh, uh, like, Dale... Then probably Megan are my two favorite players right now. So I'm kind of hoping that Megan can pull something out. Turn around. So. And so we get a confessional from Matthew. And this is where I think... I was like, you know what? You're, you're spot on. Uh, Matthew says, uh, he says, so far my game has been so bad that it's actually been good. And Eliza, the way, the reason why she was gone, because her game was so good that it was bad. And I was like, yeah, that's why Eliza got gone and you stayed because Eliza has played a really good game and she's been a huge threat. Matthew, what, you hadn't really seen too much of him and, uh, that's actually helped him out because he's not as big of a threat. Um, yeah. I still feel like Matthew overestimates his ability to play Survivor. <laughs> I don't think he's near as good as what he likes to think. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Um, I, mean, I mean, he said the lion was getting unleashed this episode. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think... But I don't feel like lions have to necessarily sacrifice their own teammates to make it further in the world uh i feel like i'm 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 excited to see what matthew can do i feel like he's gonna have to step it up and we're gonna see in these next few episodes can he step it up can he make the moves he needs to make to eventually you know usurp dale and jackson and and somehow make it to the end of the game no We'll see. We'll see no. if he can. I hope so. I hope, this this was my biggest fear coming into the merge was, you know, Dale and Jackson just getting their numbers and running over El Norte, running over everybody else, and then it's just a no, kind of a boring I, thing. I, I don't think it's that clear cut. I think with the way that people are starting to feel about Jackson, I could maybe see that happening with Dale somehow, um, but not Dale and Jackson. Yeah, and all right, and so... We see everybody get together, and it's it's the merge time. It is the merge at the final ten, just as it's always been. I know. <laughs> so, and finally, you know, we've seen, uh, apparently during the time that they were filming, just a week before was the episode that Matthew got voted out, right before the merge, 
And this season, season four, he finally makes the merge. And people apparently were giving him crap about not making the merge. And now he's saying no more merge jokes. <laughs> Man, you still didn't make merge in season one, Matthew. We could still make those jokes. Just as, as confident as you were. <laughs> not that I really watched season one. <laughs> and so uh, we were wondering, okay, where the heck's Coop? Where's Cooper at? And then come through the door is old George from season one. The host from season one comes back to fill in for Cooper, who was out for a week. And everybody, well, no, I wouldn't say everybody was freaking out about seeing George. Jack was, and a few of the other ones that have been watching Survivor uh, Michigan during the whole time. Um, Matthew was, Jack was, Jackson, I think, was a huge fan of George. And then you have... Nate, who's like, who the heck is this guy? And Kat, obviously, she's like, I, everybody was freaking out. I don't know why. I, like, I don't watch Survivor Michigan. I never even seen an episode because she's got to bring that up every chance she can about how she don't even care about the game. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that salty about it. Like, I'm cool with Kat not caring uh, as long as she shows up and just uh, yeah, like, like she's supposed if to. If she really didn't care about it, then why the heck do you got to bring it up every time about how you don't care about it? That's just what that's what I got to say. It's like, it's cool. Don't care, then don't care. But you ain't got to bring it up every time. Like, oh, look at me. <laughs> I made it above all these other people, and they actually cared. I don't care. That's that's what bothers me. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, yeah, this whole part. Um I feel like was a total shit show. Like the whole challenge part, I was just just it wore on my nerves watching it. Well, uh, let's talk about the tribe name Trevo Verde, which means Trevo Verde. It's tribe in Portuguese. Portuguese. No, that's not how you say it. Portuguese. Portuguese. What was I saying? Portuguese. Portuguese. <laughs> no, that's not what you're saying. How are you? I can't even Portuguese, repeat. Portuguese. I, I can't even. I think it was like Portuguese. Portuguese. I don't know. Was how you were saying it. I can't even. Re- <laughs> Portuguese. <laughs> so the tribe name is Trevo Verde. They got new green buffs. Uh, dark green buffs. Not ugly. mint green. or Ugly. They were ugly buffs. Bandanas. Well, ugly. Cat, Cat was excited about, oh, now I got three souvenirs that I can wear around. <laughs> yeah. Also, she said she wore one to some, she yeah. said St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. She doesn't even look like she's over 21. <laughs> I don't know that she needs to be just exposing herself like that. I mean, she didn't say she went drinking, but what else is happening at a St. Patrick's Day party? I don't know. And then we go to the immunity challenge and... um, Because you know it was green. Yeah. And this is a classic survivor challenge that you used to do a a lot of times where, you know, you have your arm tied up to this big old barrel ahead of you and you drop it too much and the bucket drops on you and you get soaking wet. So it's kind of like a play off of it. Except they have like this ledge up above their head with like a cup of water and their hands tied to it. And um, yeah, there there was way too much slack in everybody's uh, rope. <laughs> like people were able to like 
bend their arm. Yeah, I know everybody can't see me, but like bend their elbow a little bit and kind of rest their arm on their head almost. Like they should have, wherever had the string running down, tied up like where there was absolutely no kind of slack, maybe a little bit just so that they wouldn't pull the cup down when they were tying it up. Just so that like they had to keep it up the whole time. Like people were able to, you know, they were sit there almost three hours. Like they had to make them stand on one leg at one point just to get the challenge to end. So, yeah, they're all sitting there. They're bored, and um, someone says that, "Oh, well, let's start singing." And Dale's like, "Oh, well, we can sing that." that. So funny. <laughs> we can sing that El Norte chant. <laughs> Who are we, El Norte? I was like, "Damn." <laughs> That was great. We're going to beat their ass and beat the shit out of them or something. <laughs> you forgot that too? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. You. I don't remember. I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, this part, like I was saying, this part of the whole show just kind of like felt like a cluster, if you will. I'm censor myself just like. Sharon yeah. was. Anyways, um, between Cooper not being there, uh, George leaving like halfway through, uh, that one guy from season one coming back and playing Ach, coach Jay. for like two minutes who was really bad at math, to all of, most of the people not being there at the end of the challenge when it was over to see uh, Katie rightfully receive her uh her individual immunity, it going on for that long when I feel like that could have been easily fixed if, you know, would have been tied a little bit tighter. Anyways, maybe like had the cup set up on the ledge just a little bit more. Um, so it was just all kinds of like, my brain had a hard time processing everything. Yeah, uh, I didn't have too much of a problem with the actual challenge itself. Problem I had was the when it came to George, like ten minutes in, George is saying, "All right, I got a, a, a twist to add to this because now um, a, a, all the way across this field, there's three lamp posts, and there's going to be you know three cups at each of the lamp posts." Uh, then the, there may be, there's at least one advantage, but there may be more than one. If you want to just jump down the first three people to go and race out and get those lamps, you, then you get an advantage. Bro, or, I feel so bad for Nate. And so, busted his. right away, Nate and Matthew. Matthew drop down and they run across. And Nate was ahead of him, but then he like slides to try to get it. But then Matthew runs it like and then gets the cut before he could but um he busted his butt it was a little confusing i was confused is it three cups at one lamp post is there three different lamp posts with three it was kind of confusing to me and it was a little bit like how many advantages there are but um yes yeah, so we have nate and matthew matthew ends up getting it and this it seems like he got a clue to the hidden immunity idol and then after a little while later Cat jumps down or quits, and she goes and gets the third one, which was a clue to the advantage. So I think there was a clue to the hidden immunity idol and a clue to a secret advantage, which no one ever finds in this. Uh, so what did Nate get? Nate got nothing. 
So why didn't he get the other advantage that Cat got? Like, did I, he just not? I, well, I think, let's see, that's what I'm confused is I think there were three cups and he picked the one that, because it, the way that George said there was a, there was at least one. There may be more than one. There may be three. There may be, you know, just one. And then the other two are empty. So I think he just got the yeah. one that happened to be empty. Yeah, it was a big old cluster. But uh, um, I also really wish the challenge would have been during the day. Yeah, it was dark. And you could it's like, who, who is that? Yeah. Yeah, that would have helped out a lot, too. But I guess they have to do these at night because everybody else is busy during the day or something. But Because uh, yeah, tribal councils are always freaking midnight. That would kill me if I was playing Survivor and I had to be, oh, <laughs> tribal councils at 1 a.m. Yeah, I'd be like, uh. I wouldn't even be able to strategize. I can't think <laughs> straight. It's, it's like, uh, that's my, I got a test in like 8 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, during the challenge, though, we see um, some of the producers talking to Megan. Or, no, Jackson was talking to Kevin from Season 2. Uh, he's a producer for Season 4. and um, Shout out to Abby's producer. She's hilarious. Yeah, Abby. Uh, she was from Season 2 as well. We'll talk about that later, though. Yeah. And so... Uh, Jackson was like, well, who's your person that you got to watch? And it was Megan. And Megan was like, oh, you couldn't think of me right away? And, uh, and then Jackson was like, oh, well, you're so unforgettable or something. And it was just like. That is so mean. <laughs> Megan does not deserve that. Sure, she has a big, big smile that can be a little creepy sometimes. But she's not just forgettable. Yeah. And then at one point. Kevin, uh, or Jackson was talking to Kevin, and Kevin was like, uh, or Megan was like, are you excited to for season two to air? And Kevin was like, no, because I was just so cocky and arrogant and uh, and like egotistical. Uh, some and foreshadowing for Jackson. Jackson was like, oh, I can't imagine someone like that. <laughs> I was like, hmm. I, I think that's it, because he knows. He's got to know that that's the, him, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so, uh, and, and at one point, George comes up and he's talking to Jackson and, and this was another thing where Jackson was kind of jiving on Megan where, uh, he said, Oh, he knew my name, uh, but he didn't know your name. He didn't specifically say you, uh, yeah, I, mm, I don't understand. I don't understand that at all. Like, there's no reason to talk to Megan like that, especially I, with as much information as she's gotten you and proving herself as an asset. Even if you don't consider her to be, like, partner material, she's at least good pawn material. Like, it make no sense at all. I know that he was just kind of, like, you know, crap talking to her and stuff. But, yeah, it was, like, a little little bit much. So, uh, you know, of course she's going to be upset about those things. But I'm also really sad that we didn't get to see everybody, so, uh, like falling out of the challenge. Yeah, we didn't even see Jack's spa- arm spasm or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, in the end, it was Jackson and Katie. Jackson's hopping around, and finally his... Apparently his foot touched the ground. I didn't see it. Yeah, and so uh, Katie, she wins. She goes from last tribal almost being the one, you know, going out and uh, surviving that to being, you know... Uh, individual immunity winner so good for katie 
It was uh, yeah. her birthday. No, at the end of the episode. Never mind. And then <laughs> Akshay. She won on her birthday. Yeah, major spoilers from yes. Akshay. He spoils that. The jury starts. Mm. <laughs> he was like, uh, they were like, uh, they weren't supposed to know that. And they were like, hey, yeah, did they already know that? And they was like, no. <laughs> Akshay, that crazy guy. Yeah, that whole, yep. So there much. was a few different people from like previous seasons. You get to see a glimpse of Will uh, from season three, like a just a quick half second thing. Uh, you hear from Kevin talking to them. You see Akshay there. Um, as the host, and George was like, you know, I, I left it in good hands, Akshay. I will say, probably the most interesting part of this show, or of that of this part, um, was a story that George was telling about Cooper being a replacement. Yeah. Uh, that if somebody hadn't dropped out, Cooper probably wouldn't even be the host right now. So that that's, I like that. That was probably the best part about all of that. <laughs> all right and so matthew has a clue to the idol and as soon as like ivy drops out he goes and tells her and then they go looking for it dale joins in what do you think about matthew just telling everybody about it see that's the thing about these like openly blatant uh, advantages and, and stuff like that clues as uh, like you have no way of hiding it from everybody. Like, they're going to see you go and get it. Um, like, what else are you supposed to do? Like, come up with a fake riddle? Maybe, but I'm not good at that. I mean, Matthew might be, I don't know, but me personally, I couldn't. So, it kind of sucks, honestly, that he had to, because either that or you look super suspicious. Yeah, and he even looked suspicious anyways. Even when he didn't even have it, they were like, well, he already had the clue before everybody else. He already went and looked before everybody else. He probably has it, and he was just faking like he was looking with everybody. Yeah, I I really, really want um, clues and things like that to probably move away from being so blatant about who has them. Um, With that said... Uh, I know that you'd asked a question them about are the clues and stuff still at the challenge and all that. What did they say? Yeah, they said they were still hidden and stuff, but they wasn't even important because at that point, Eliza had her idol, right. Dale so, had his. So, so, that mean, so that means there was only two idols in the whole game then. At, yeah. the, at that point. Yeah, and there was no need to show them because it was that was the same clues to the idol that were already found. So okay, it so. didn't have no real impact on the game, and they didn't want to waste time showing people just looking for an idol that wasn't even there. Uh, another thing that was kind of interesting that they talked about on that pre-merge podcast was about the whole swap deal and how... Um, uh, People were saying like, oh, it was unfair for them to have that swap because obviously that just dooms a El Norte member, which I was one of those people saying that. So um, and they were saying how uh, they they have everything pre-planned before the show. That way, you know, they and the reason why they did it that way was because they wanted to give the players more control they thought if we can give the players more control then they have you know it's more interesting to 
let them figure things out than it just be random. And then they said that they had this all figured out about how when to merge, when, you know, all these different things. So then people, when stuff like this happens, where like, oh, this is obviously unfair. It's like, well, we had this pre-planned way before. We didn't know that El Norte were going to get way down in the numbers, but we had to stick to this because that's what we you know we had planned, and we don't want to look super shady by changing things up last minute. So that's you know I say yeah okay yeah I mean that makes sense I I mean I didn't really I wasn't really particularly upset about it, but nor did I really think about it that way, but. Like, hindsight is like, duh, but they probably already had a plan. They couldn't just switch up on it at the last minute. It would look like they're playing favorites. Yeah. And so, uh, Matt tells everybody about his clue. Uh, Kat tells everybody, because she, she was also I don't know like, what the advantage is. Yeah, though. that's what I want to know, too. What is this advantage? Is it a vote still? Is it an extra vote? Which I'm leaning towards it being one of those two, but it could be something even more crazy than that. So, have those two already been implemented in the past? No, I don't think there has been any you, advantages. But you. they're the more common advantages to put in these type of games: uh, vote steals and extra know. votes. I hope and it's stuff. the the special idol. Uh, the play it afterwards. <laughs> oh, I, I really, really, um. I know a lot of people don't like that idol. I'm 100% for that idol. No. 100%. No. 100% down for that idol. So, uh, Bring it back, Survivor. We see Jack, how he says, I could have held up there, but then somehow some my arm spasmed or just twitched or something, and Dale was like, nah, I watched him all the time. His arm just dropped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we didn't get to watch it, so yeah. we don't know who's really telling the truth. They should have had like a wide angle shot. Something. Set up lampposts so we could see everybody. Yeah, yeah, that too. Something. Please, bring so, a generator along. Um, Kat, she's talking about about her end game and who she wants to sit in the final three with. She said, I thought it would be cool if it was the three warrior girls, the Kat and, and Ivy and Shannon, if we're the last three, that would be pretty cool. And then she was like, wait, wait, we're going to have to vote against each other? She didn't even know how the final three worked. And then the producer had to be like, no, nah, if it's, you know, you get down to the final two or three, the jury votes on who they want to win. So if she did, didn't did know... Did they specify... No. Final two or three? No. He specifically said when it gets down to the final two or three. So we don't know as of yet. Is this going to be a final two or a final three? Oh, it's going to be a final three. They don't ever change nothing from season to season, apparently. Well, they did, too. The, the last season. See, season one and season two were both final threes. Season three was a final two. And care. so this one. But they don't change when merge and swap happens. <laughs> no. Okay. Makes complete sense. <laughs> So, Jack, he knows he's got a big target on him, and one of his people who he feels like he can work with is Shannon. And uh, so he wants, you know, Shannon to kind of work with him and Megan. And uh, Shannon, she really does. She likes uh, Jack. He's funny. He's hilarious. Trust her. It's a professional opinion here, is what she says. Uh, I'm not making any comments on her. And so we see... um, and 
Shannon's saying how they were planning on doing a, a vote split between Jack and Nate. I don't know. Real fast. I just had this thought before we continue. It would be such, such, such a boring finale if it's Cat, Ivy, and Shannon at the end. I won't watch it. If, if that's if that's what it comes down to, I'm not watching it. It might be. It might be the Warrior Women I Final Three. Mm-mm. None of them are playing a good game. I will be so upset. <laughs> like something major is going to have to happen for me to be like, okay, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, at this point, we anyways. see uh, Nate just going around. He's talking to people. He meets up with Jackson, uh, and Jackson's talking with Nate. Um, Nate's, I guess, strategy of staying in the game is him saying, like, I have no allegiance to El Norte. I'm, you know, uh, I'm not even, I'm just kind of like a wild card almost, you know. Uh, I, I'm willing to work with you, Tokidokis. And Jax is, uh, you know, this is what his strategy was. He was like, well, screw it. Let's just, just go full tilt like Colby Donaldson and let's talk with Jackson and Dale and let me try to convince them like we need to keep us meat shields together like what's a bigger meat shield than me keep me in this game as a meat shield we're all meat shields for each other and let's take control of this game I really like thinking back on it now I really don't feel like as far as this season goes with how things seem to be progressing, I don't feel like the meat shield strategy was the best one to try and throw at the wall. I get it, but I really don't, um, I don't know. Something about all of that makes me feel like, so I feel like the people he was pitching that to aren't going to need meat shields. Um, like I know that Jackson's name is coming up a lot more. Um, but even then, I feel like Dale and Jackson have enough control where they don't really need meat shields. So I feel like that is the worst possible way that he could offer himself up to them. If, if you get what I'm saying, I really don't have an alternative for what he could have said to them to try and make it, you know, pitch himself uh, to them. But I, yeah, meat shield, I think was probably the worst one. Well, he pitches to Dale Jackson, like, let's get rid of Nate. Was there anybody else that he could have pitched that they might have been more receptive to, like, yeah, well, you know. Apparently Megan. They both voted for Megan for some reason, unknown beyond to me. Well, they were splitting votes. I didn't. Between if that's Jackson. what they were doing, they didn't do a good job at making it seem like that. And so... Um, we see Shannon. She's really struggling with having to vote out Jack. But she says, I, I don't want to cripple Tokidoki. And so that was her kind of internal conflict was, I want to save Jack because he's someone I feel like I could work with. I really like him. But at the same time, we have this, the numbers with Tokidoki and we, I want to keep him strong. And uh, we also see Jackson Dale talking about Katie, how, you know, I feel like we, we saved her last time. So... I feel like she's good with us, and so they, they feel pretty good with I mean, Katie. It's not like they could have done anything anyways. <laughs> she had and the immunity necklace. We, we see some confessionals from Ivy, and, and Shannon, and Ivy is really 
pushing hard to save Nate here. Anytime she's like, oh, Nate's with us. I got him on lock. Or, you know, that's why I don't want to vote split with, with Nate because I want to keep Nate in this game. But, um, uh, and that's what I was, I was like, yeah, Ivy is really making it obvious that she's planning to go to the end of this game with Nate. Like, Nate's her number, number one person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something to be said for that, though. I think too many people are too afraid to really go to bat for the people that are in their alliance. Like, like with Matthew, to, uh, um, spoilers, I guess, but Jack ends up going home. And Matthew is just resigned to being like, okay, well, just if it furthers my game, I'll lose an ally. So I think um, it speaks volumes about Ivy and how loyal she is to actually go to like go out of her way to make sure that uh, her number one isn't um, going to get voted out, even at the detriment to her game, even if it would be detrimental to her game. So it was nice to see it. I don't think it happens enough. I think people get too scared about um, making it look too obvious that they want a certain person to stay in over everybody else. Well, I I feel like there's something to that. I feel like what's going to end up happening is she's going to paint a huge target on Nate when everybody's thinking like, well, Ivy, you know, she's why why is she's you know she probably willing to vote me out over nate let me vote out nate so she's more loyal to me that that's what i feel like might happen is that people are going to be like well i feel like i have ivy but then she's all about nate so if i can get rid of nate then she has nobody else but me to be loyal to yeah and that might be that might work if if you can make ivy understand or buy some BS that you're trying to feed her. Uh, but it could also go the complete opposite. <laughs> right? If she's literally that loyal to Nate, uh, then you're probably 100% lost her vote. Or her uh, help. Unless it's just in a situation where she just has to. even But somebody doing it begrudgingly... Uh, isn't a way to get a uh, vote from Jerry. So Jerry, like from Jerry, oh. assuming. Oh, like who's Jerry? <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> Jerry over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, here's something about Ivy that I noticed in her confessionals, and I don't know why, but it drives me crazy. Is that she? Anytime she talks about, oh, it's it's me. I'm in the finals. Um, it's me and, uh, Nate, we're the finals, obviously, and then whoever's with me. Like, anytime she's talking, she's like, it's in her mind, it's already, it's done, it's sealed deal, she's made the finals, it's just whoever's sitting next to her. And that, I don't know why that drives me crazy, but it does. It's like, there's so much game left to go. Uh, how in the world do you feel like you just got it on lock? Like, you're automatic finalist. Yeah, I don't, whenever I hear her say it, <laughs> um... Solely based on the fact that I really don't think she's going to. I just pay it no mind. Like, I hear her say, I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. Say what you want to. You've done nothing to really... And, like, and normally I get pissed off with those kind of people who think they're in control. But I, th- I guess it's because of her demeanor. Like, she's just so happy about it. And I'm like, mm, 
I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you feel feel that way, but that's probably not the truth. <laughs> and all right, and so up to this point, we see that the votes are going to be split between Jack and Nate, and then, um, but uh, Dale he wants the votes to be split between Jack and Megan, which I think is a really critical thing here because. Um, I think people, um, some people would, some people don't want to work with Nate, like Shannon. If it was vote between, if it was split between Jack and Nate, I think Shannon might would flip to vote out Nate, and then Jack would still be in the game, and that could be a blind side to Dale. And I think he was worried about that, whereas like, oh, let me make sure that the votes are going to be split between Jack and Megan, because... People want to work with Megan. That way, they'll be forced, in a way, to vote out Jack. You see, because you don't. I don't think Shannon's going to flip her vote to vote out Megan to keep Jack. Whereas, if it was Jack and Nate, the vote split, then I could see Shannon and Matthew making that huge move that Dale was worried about, um, uh, and and they flip vote out Nate because they don't really care about Nate. But I think that they would be willing to keep Megan in over Jack. Yeah, but people still voted for Nate. Like, if like that, what you were talking about happening still could have possibly happened. By throwing out Megan's name, it didn't really do much to make that reality, you know, less because people still voted for Nate. So I think... Uh, I don't well, the two people that voted for Nate was Jack and Megan. Right, but if Matthew and Shannon still wanted to, they still could have voted for Nate. So what I'm saying is, like, it it didn't make the reality of the possibility of them voting for Nate any less. So, uh... Yeah. Like, they still could have done it if they wanted to. I mean, they, they would have been short of vote. But with everybody else splitting the votes in between everybody else, you know, it would have just been a tie vote between Jack and Nate. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't really have enough time to think about it, but I feel like that's what I was thinking was like, that's why Dale's pushing so hard for the vote split to be between well, uh, Jack and Megan over Jack and Nate, because I felt like more people would be willing to make that move to vote out Nate because they don't want to work against him. They would be will, willing to keep Jack over Nate, but wouldn't be willing to keep Megan over Jack in a way. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Uh, I felt like it then I felt like it had more to do with Jackson bringing up to Dale the possibility of like an all girls alliance or something. That kind of freaked Dell out. Yeah, that probably that might could have uh, played a role into it too, but uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, this I none of the the voting that happened made any sense. I, I'm glad that Jack's gone. I think it was smart, but I feel like the route in which everybody took to get to that point was a lot more convoluted than it needed to be. Yeah, I felt like. I don't know. I feel like Jack really didn't have much power left in this game. and um, I don't know that he could have done anything um, yeah. to, to reverse it. Because like Nate, was... Nate was uninterested. Um, Dale and Jackson weren't interested. Uh, if if it came down between Nate and Jack, I'll be voting Jack. 
Um, and then Cat's probably also going to vote the same as Ivy. So that's enough votes right there for Jack to go home. I don't know that... Yeah, I don't think there was anything Jack could have done um, besides find the idol. Yeah, and so we do see Jack looking for the idol. He was like, hell, they all think I have it. I might as well go look for it. So he spends all this time trying to look for it, and he's like, well, maybe it's at this top of the ledge, and he finds this, like, glove thrown up on top of the ledge. Well, what, like, it makes me think, like, why was that glove there? Was it, like, part of some murder or break-in, and people <laughs> just, like, disposed it? But yeah. Now Jack's DNA is on it. He's yep. going to get arrested. He's going to get convicted. <laughs> we need to check in on him. Maybe that's why <laughs> we had our background. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Nate doesn't want to work with Jack or, or Megan at this point because uh, he's just like, oh, they think that El Norte is together, but we're not. I could care less about them. Um Jack has a confessional in the car where he's like, I trust nobody, nobody. And I'm like, I don't I know never, that song. Yeah, I never heard that never, song either. But here it is, the big day, March 17th. It's St. Patty's Day. Everybody's partying and drinking. And here's Dale. He's sick. And so he can't go out and drink or anything. He can't really sleep. So he's like, screw it. Um, you know, might as well just, you know, have the clue to the idol. Let me see if I can go find it. And, um, so. That man got two idols now. Yeah, he finds it. He he finds out that the puma is pointing towards the bridge. He goes under and he finds the idol. He has two of them and he calls his shot because earlier in the season, he's like, if there's another idol hidden at the merge, I'm going to find that dang idol. And sure enough, he calls his shot. He finds the merge idol. He has two of them now. I don't like the way that um, at some point in the episode, he was like, yeah, I thought, I don't think I'm going to get voted out, but if I do, then I'm going home with two idols in my pocket. I don't like the way that they showed that. I'm, uh, uh, it got me a little nervous, honestly, going forward. But yeah, this is where we see Danger Dale. Danger Dale. Do you think he's going to play the idol for anybody? Do you think he would do that? Dale doesn't, Dale doesn't strike me as that kind of person. So, in season two, we've seen Jack had two idols. And, and Jack saved both of his for himself. Uh, but um, I think it, now would be a real good time for Dale to make really big plays since he's got two of them. So you think a big play with him playing the idol for somebody oh, yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, like Jackson or something? If he uh, needed to save Jackson? I don't know about for Jackson. I think... If there's like an easy vote coming up where it's like this person is obviously <clears throat> not going to win the game, but they're also not providing like, okay, say Cat is about to get voted out or something. I think you play it for Cat and get rid of somebody else like Jackson or Matthew or um, honestly, who else is left that's a real Megan? And that can maybe be debatable. Like, who's left? Who's who are the biggest threats left in the game to you right now? Just Jackson, Dale. I, I, and, um, I wouldn't even really. Maybe Matthew could storm up something. I think Ivy is well connected with people. I feel like. Ivy has potential to make a huge move. I feel like out of anybody, Ivy has the most potential. Can she do that? Is the big question. I don't think so. 
I don't like if if Dale or Jackson like if Dale Jackson and Matthew all get voted out unless unless Megan is just like a boss uh I don't know that I'm gonna be satisfied with whoever wins this season. Yeah. <laughs> Because it really feels like the people who are running the game are getting weeded out, you know, because the whole meat shield thing isn't working. Uh, but I, it also kind of puts me on edge a little bit as a fan. Because <laughs> there's none of the other ones I want to see win. And yeah, so Danger Dale, he finds the, the his second idol. Um, he's, he's the idol collector. And anytime Dale finds an idol... He's dropping f bombs left and right. <laughs> mm-hmm. His uh, true nature comes. He's through. like El Norte. Thought I was like forty year old. Well, you know what? This is a man's game now, baby. You know, it's a man's game and 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 a whole game of boys. And I'm a man, and we're here, baby. <laughs> and he sees that. Um, he's like he knows Shannon and Jackson. They don't trust each other. They've been trying talking about getting rid of each other. So he knows that is gonna come up soon. Um, and so there's a lot of people that do not trust Jackson now, even Megan, though Jackson realizes like, yeah, Megan doesn't trust me no more either. And Megan has a pretty funny, uh, confessional where she talks about, you know, I see why his friends call him oatmeal raisin cookie. Cause on the outside, he looks like he's a good chocolate chip cookie. And then when you taste it and you realize it's just nasty raisins, uh, that was the best analogy. <laughs> Of the season so far. Like, Shannon, I'm going to stop now because I said I wasn't going to. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so, after all of this craziness with uh, Lisa being voted out, we see Toki Doki. They meet up. They strategize for what they're going to do at uh, the tribal council. And uh, so, we see Katie, Nate. They're pretty much with Toki Doki at this point. And uh, this is where Dale's like, we need to split the votes between Megan and Jack. How how much longer do you think this Tokidoki thing's going to last? Is it just going to be Megan voted out, then uh, Nate, then Katie, or do you think there's going to be some kind it, of shake? I really, 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 really um, don't feel like the Tokidoki thing is strong at all. Like, I think it just happened to be that Jack was a big threat and he needed to go. I think that's all it was. Um, so, I think next episode somebody from Toki Doki goes. The old Toki Doki. You think it's going to be Jackson? I don't know who I think it's going to be. I think it could potentially be Jackson. Uh, I think the obvious vote is Megan. Megan's the obvious vote because... She's the one not, you know, she was the only, like, true El Norte left. Katie and Nate's with Toki Doki. But I feel like any time that there's been a super obvious vote, like, they're like, you know, she doesn't have anybody. Let's just, let's make a move this time. Let's do something other than just vote not Which isn't obvious true. person. She does have people. Uh, I think Shannon wants to work with her. I'm pretty sure Ivy and Kat will also work with her. Um, Nate may not want to, uh, but I think if she can get Ivy's, uh, attention, then I think Nate will be less adverse to working with her. So, um, 
I don't think it's as clear cut that Megan doesn't have anybody to work with if that's what they're thinking. Anyways. So it's it's tribal council time. Cooper, he's back. He's dressed in all black. And that rhymed. Yes, he was. Was he? Yeah. It stood out to me for some reason. I was like, dang. (laughs) Had like a long sleeve shirt, all black. His pants were black. I don't think his shoes were black. But I was just like, you know, it's just like, okay, all black. Mm. But um, Apparently Josh is in the emo people. (laughs) He should have dyed his hair black. He could have put some eyeliner on too. (laughs) He could come in singing... uh, uh, Ohio is for lovers for, you know, Hawthorne Heights or something. But, uh. <laughs> he could have just came out singing a Blink 81 song. 182 song. <laughs> Don't be dissing Blink 182 like that, man. Alright. So we see Jack, he's talking about how his arm twitched or spasmed or something. And you can tell he already knows he's on the hot block. He's, he knows he's just. Yeah. yeah, what I didn't understand about this, if the point of a split vote is, you know, to split the votes, then one person should receive more votes than the other one. But they didn't, they didn't do that. So it really makes me think that the amount of communication that was going on was almost zero. Well, not every time that you split the vote. The, the, the split, the reason for a split vote is to... If some, for some reason, someone has an idol. So they're still, you know, they, the reason why they're splitting all these votes all the time is because they still think that that El Norte idol is out there. So, in fact, you know, Aliza, after she's saying, you know, I hope it haunts them, it's still haunting them because they're like, where the hell is this idol? It has to be out there. Somebody's found it. Um, they Little do they know, Aliza got voted out with it. And so... That here's the plan is that they knew that they were going to be 4-4. Uh, but if Jack plays an idol, well, good. Uh, Megan goes home. Megan plays an idol, Jack goes home. Well, if they don't, then they can just vote and pick out whoever goes home. Yeah, but that's just a waste of time, especially if you know that um, Jack and Megan are the only two that are going to be voting for Nate. So then just at most, Nate's getting two votes. Just throw five on Jack, four on Megan, save everybody time and heartache. Like, I just didn't get it. It didn't, like, it seemed unnecessary to to force a revote. Well, I don't know. Maybe they were worried about people flipping. I think they might have been still worried that Matthew would work with Jack or something like that, so... Yeah, I feel like uh, Matthew needs to make more moves. He's too scared. I think he he's gotten a little into his head about just wanting to stay. Uh, he too happy to make it emerge. Well, I feel like now that because before I, I I was thinking like where the heck is Matthew? I wanted to see those. I wanted to see those confessionals like he had in season one that he was like sitting around and, and contemplating like what's what's going on next. And I really really didn't see hardly any confessionals from him from this whole pre-merge and now i think i think now he's gotta really start playing the game i think he's starting to get there well let's see if he can actually turn it on more than what he is right now to be able to make some moves i don't want it to be 
Dale and Jackson running the show, or Dale, actually, because Jackson is kind of in the hot seat, in a way. I'm 100% okay with that. You just want to be the Dale show? Well, I mean, Dale's entertaining. I'm wanting to fight I want him to have some opposition. I mean, Boston Rob came in and just dominated people. Yeah, and that was in Redemption Island, which was like the crappy season. Uh, so you still won. It's not. It's not Dell's fault if everybody else is a suck Listen, player. Listen, I'm good. T- I want good TV. That's good YouTube, first off, sir. <laughs> um, but I mean, Dell dominating is good TV. I mean, I don't blame him if that's the case, and he dominates. Good for him. That's a good show. But I mean, that's. I mean, you can't blame him if it does turn out that way because that's he's just playing a good game and everybody else suck. Whatever. But I would. I. Just for my sake, watching it, I want something interesting happening. Other than I don't want like oh, Ivy and they'll make a big move against him, vote him out, and then it's Ivy, Shannon, and whoever in the yeah. But I don't want that either. <laughs> I don't want that. Like, see, that's where interesting gets you is really bad final two or three. I don't know, but then you can't blame them for getting rid of the, the major person who y'all think is going to win. Like, if if you're uh, for sure. in the I, Final Four I, I, and Dale doesn't win, hell yeah, get rid of Dale. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. But at that point, um, it, you know, at least do some editing in the show to make me feel like, okay, this person actually does deserve to win. So, um, Ivy, she was sick. She couldn't make it. And so she basically had her producer, which was Abby from season two, stand in for and vote for her. And so she gets to vote for Jack. Um, I know she's been waiting a long time for that and and, uh, ever since season two. So, um, yeah, that's it. Jack goes home. And I was sad. I didn't. I didn't want Jack to go. I, I wanted him. And I, was, I was like, if anybody could make a move and come up with something, it's Jack. Listen, and he just. It, there was reason, just nothing he could do, really. The only reason I would have wanted Jack to stay is because we're both receding hairline gang. <laughs> <laughs> My man's forehead. He got a five head. I'm right here with him, though. <laughs> All right, is there anything else from this episode? Um, no, but I'm really happy to see Dale dominating. I'm kind <clears> of <throat> pulling for Megan as the underdog, though. Uh, I think it, if she can do something fine, I may actually switch over to wanting to see her win more than Dale. She's a dark horse. Let's see if she can uh, win people over with her smile and her charm and her infectious just energy. And send Jackson home or something like that. That'd be cool to see your blindside Jackson. I think I would be one hundred percent down for that. <laughs> yeah, after I think whole, Jackson deserves it. Because that was the one confessional where she was like, you know what? Ever since um, he got that information out of me, I hadn't really heard from him, and then he's being so rude at all these challenges to me. Like, yeah, that's exactly why you only heard from him and wanted to meet with him because he wanted to get that information out of you, and which he did. And, like, like now you're realizing it. <laughs> but, all right, well, I guess that's it for this episode of the Survivor Analyst Podcast. We will be back next week to recap episode eight. 
Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Analyst Podcast. And uh, until then, I guess we will see you guys next time. Danger Dustin, signing out.